Yeah, basically. Yeah. In fact, I have a lot of Martin. Uh, so, and you can say Martin in Belgium or something. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the guys named Martin, uh, his name ended with a C. And another guy was in Germany. There's I've had some Martins. So anyway, no problem with that. Yes. And I'm I'm really glad that you did call. Uh, for one thing, uh, you're in the position that many people are in, in the sense that you listen to videos on yes. YouTube. These videos, and you yeah. probably listen to quite a few of them. And then every every day, basically, in, yes. And then you begin to put it into practice. You know, a lot yes. of people watch a lot of movies and a lot of videos and a lot of how tos, this, that, and a lot of psychology, and then they never do anything about it. They just let the video play. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that it's um, good to point out that this is actually an active practice. Yes. It is something that we have to do. And we have to practice it in two ways. Um, in fact, it's, it, it has to be practiced in three ways. All right. And that is very, very much like music. That music has to be played in three ways. One is, is that when you don't know the music, you have to practice it. We have to practice and we have to actually do that practice on our own, say with the piano, it's between me and the piano. For the violinist, it's between he and the bow and the violin. Right? right. And it's practice over and over again. But I actually remember wanting my mom to get out of the room while I was practicing. This is something that you do in seclusion, which the Buddha talks about. Yes. And then the second way of playing music is actually performance where we share our music with others, but not with great skill, but rather in uh, uh, budding, producing, processing skill. But in fact, that we have to practice with other people and do it uh, in order to gain that extra skill. And so this is what in music we would call a performance, that people yes. would perform because they're in a group. They're now not on their own. And this then goes to the point of uh, a, a word called busking. You know what the word busking means? No, I'm not sure. The buskers are the street musicians, are in the, um, the malls or whatever. Oh, right. So long, so long as no one is around, they're either not playing at all or they're practicing. But yes. if someone comes within earshot, they immediately start to perform to the audience. Guess what? That's a natural kind of thing. Even dogs do it and humans do it. Yeah, the same with yeah. running. Like if there's no one around and you're just doing, going at the right pace. And then if, if you see someone else, then almost automatically you start to pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> it puts right. on a show. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. That we're in public. And so we all have a public and a private persona. And both of them are anatas that have to be changed and modified. Yes. Okay. 
and that this then I'll go ahead and talk uh, just briefly about the third kind of way of playing music. And that is, is that when you are no longer practicing, you've got this piece so well. You see, even when a musician is performing a piece, he has to pay attention. He has to keep his mind in it. Yeah. He, ha he has not registered all the way to the very depths. And so he's got to watch what he's doing. That's especially true with very, very complex music like a, a sonata or um, a mazurka or even a, um, a, 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 what do they call it, a concerto? No, it's uh, solo performance. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about music, so I can't help you there. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, the third kind of uh, music is when we actually do play with it, when we're unconcerned with the outcome, mm. we're unconcerned with the audience. We know they're there, we're part of them, but we're no longer concerned with that. We're now concerned with just the music yes that's the mindset i've tried to develop with the meditation of being completely satisfied not expecting anything and then if i catch myself expecting something i'm just like i'm good this is all i need like i could sit like that, this for for three days I'm, I'm feeling that good like it couldn't possibly feel any better that's the the mindset i've tried to actively uh, develop in my meditation martin i really really hope that many people will watch these videos, not now, not next year, but in the many, many years to come yes, so long as you both support them and practice the way that you do so that you can get that benefit out of it. Because so many will just listen to the video and not really pay attention to what they're doing. But this has to be practiced in the face of undaunting adversity. Even when we're in private, the whole idea about getting in seclusion is to get away from the world. The real point, though, is, is that no, going into seclusion is to find out how much of the world you just drug in there with you. And now you have to become secluded from that, too. Yeah. The real seclusion is the complete seclusion and that's just the practice of being here now being in the flow um so this middle section this time of performance is what you would now call putting the dhamma in your ordinary life that you have to pay attention to what you're doing and um you're going to actually have to work with two different kinds of people those who are ordinary, don't know a thing about the Dharma, probably will become insulted if you try to give it to them. Yes. And they may call themselves Buddhist or even Western Buddhist, but they've got their ideas about how things are supposed to be, and that's how you find almost everyone. And then occasionally you'll run across those who are nobly minded in the moment. And these are the people that you want to associate with. Yes. Those who are nobly minded then will help you remain nobly minded for that time while you're in that middle section 
of the musical performance or being in public. Um, it's known in many ways. Uh, it's a very, very standard, easy thing to understand because it's so often. And that is, is that there's this quality of guilt by association. That if you hang around criminals, you'll probably become one. Yeah. That in fact, if you're hanging around criminals, you probably already are one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Definitely. And, and those who go to the same evangelical church have the same views about all kinds of things. Okay. So in that case, we're talking about a community spirit or a community attitude, uh, a social attitude. And that happens in all of the interactions that we have. In other words, if you have one of the world's best uh, concert pianists, and that's the word that I was looking for, concerto, the concert pianist mm. can, can walk out with the fanciest piano, a Steinway or something like that, in front of a bunch of tribal drummers, and they're not going to appreciate his music. <laughs> Probably not, no. Right. Okay. So that's the whole issue about the society with which in we live. We have to deal with that society at that level of where the society is in order to gain the skills of learning how to deal with things. This is the this is the performance that you got to be able to uh, to continue that performance even when cabbages are being thrown. Yes. Okay, and this we don't get when we're off in seclusion, except that all, almost always we start throwing cabbages at ourselves about our practice. Yeah, that's, uh, I've tried to avoid that as well, criticizing my lack of practice instead of just practicing right then and there. Oh, right now I can do it. Never yes. mind how long I didn't remember to do it. I can at least do it now. Yes, it's very useful so because... Um, no matter what happens, you can always just practice right now. It's as simple as like snapping your fingers. But sometimes yeah, it's just it's hard to remember. As remembering to snap the fingers. It's even easier than yes, snapping the fingers. Yes. Snapping fact, the fingers yes. is a whole lot of work. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's as easy as in one of your videos I watched recently, you talked about how you can go from thinking about green to thinking about red. It's, it's almost as simple as that. Of course, mm -hmm. you may think about red for like half a second and then you're back to green. But then when you're back to green, you can just remember to think again about red and just mm -hmm. just like that. You just need to put the, like the small effort of remembering and doing it right then and there. And but but but, but I mean, still, of course, it happens to me all the time that I'm like uh, criticizing myself, criticizing. But I, as I notice it, then I stop. And it's like relief. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't need to do that. Why? Why yeah. was I doing that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is not okay. helping. Well, now we can go a little bit deeper into the Dhamma in that yes. regard. Okay, and we'll talk about that middle section later, which I'm now going to label for you as Sangha. Yes. The Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. The, uh, the Dhamma is, let us say, the knowledge or the teaching itself. And then the Buddha is 
starting to associate the mind with the nope. And that's the Buddha, by the way, is in your own mind. Yes. All right. And so with that, uh, getting that noble mind from the song, from the Dhamma, now the big job is to take it and become part of the Sangha. You become the noble in the crowd until uh, you can get to a place where you can really get the benefit, and that is where everybody around you is noble. And, yes. and that's, so that's what I'm goal, trying yes. to get yeah, that's what I'm trying to get going and instilled in the minds of all of the students and those who come to listen to the videos is to begin to think about where are the nobles? How can I contact the nobles? Yes. What do I go looking for in the nobility of others? What is, in fact, an honorable person? You know, they talk about politicians and judges, court judges. You call them your honor and stuff like that. I have never met an, a person of honor who would be also a politician or who would also be a judge judging others, dispensing dukkha, left, right, and center. Okay. Yeah. Left, right, and center. The center part is when you break both halves and you cut the baby in half and give each mom half a baby, right? Yes. <laughs> Everybody's unhappy. No one's happy. <laughs> and no one is happy with that. So uh, the real honorable person is, in fact, only honorable from time to time. And his job is to pay attention to keep his mind noble, even though he's out in the world but he would have good friends who are also high quality noble that in fact um there's two ways of talking about it uh, like attracts light or another way of saying it is cream rises to the top true okay now it actually depends upon what you've got there because so does shit <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, knowing that, we have to float to the top and number two, figure out which kind of water we should be living in and floating on the top of. And so, getting in touch with the nobles and becoming around. By the way, where do you live? Uh, so I live in Belgium, in the south of Belgium, so where people speak French. Okay. So right next to Germany and uh, France, in between France and Germany, and uh, the south the of the only, country. The only place that I know that would be any place near you, and it's not near, is Plum Village, which is in the south of yes. France. Yeah, I've never oh. been there, but I'm very much aware of it. Um, with okay. Thich Nhat Hanh. Well, Titnahan is deceased. Yes, unfortunately. And I discovered that recently. There's, there's something that's even more unfortunate. And that is the number of monks and nuns there uh, are primarily Western, not Asians. If, it yeah. was a, uh, if he had been an Asian Titnahan and left behind him a community of Asians who had been grown up in, in, in Buddhism and really understood it that way, you would be even better off. But I'm really suspicious about Westerners because we've got our really weird ideas. <laughs> yes, yeah, about the Dhamma. Yeah. Uh, uh huh. 
So, um, what I actually think is good is to go into places where we will find the possibility of associating with nobles. And that that's also, if we get in, free room and board. <laughs> so you might as well move right in. And then those who get advanced and far enough along in the Dhamma to where they become really, really into it, really devoted. There is something different <clears throat> between the high school student who plays the clarinet in the band and the university professor who teaches clarinet at the state university. <clears throat> yeah, of course. What is it, though? I guess is it much more practice. Or is it attitude? I mean, yes, the attitude, but there yeah. are a lot of skill as well. The attitude and, and the dedication to practice. Confidence. Now we're low going there. That's, in fact, it. The confidence and the security of knowing that you can do it and therefore practicing well enough to actually do it. This is the quality that we need to look for. And so in that regard, that high school student clarinet player needs encouragement. Yeah. And if she gets enough encouragement, she'll continue to practice and start to enjoy it. And then her dedication to it will grow. The same thing happens in the Dhamma, that we become dedicated to the Dhamma. Well, if you're actually dedicated to the clarinet, you can go become a professor at any university. You can go join many symphony orchestras, hundreds of them around. They all have several clarinet players. Not yeah. too many tubers, I know. <laughs> but at least they've got a lot of clarinets, and so there's a lot of jobs. What does someone who becomes completely devoted to the Dhamma do? Well... For a job, I'm not sure. Well, that but, uh, was the reason the Buddha started the Sangha. Yeah. His Buddha Sangha was to give people the system whereby they could have the room and board that they needed. Adequate clothing, adequate housing, adequate food, adequate medical attention is all we need. And that's what the basis of Buddhism is, is about. You can find it at Palm Village or actually any of, many of, the, actually any of the hundreds of watts that have come from Asia, mostly because it's actually in the United States, more than Europe, because of the Vietnamese War and the fact that the UN and the World Health Organization and many other U uh, uh, NCOs really, really worked on them to get all of those refugees that they had created a home. So they brought them to the West by the millions. Yeah. By the millions, millions of Vietnamese, millions of Laotian uh, and um, uh, Cambodians. And uh, where all of the Thais came from was because Thailand was the rest of recreation, the R&R centers. And many of the flyboys and all of the troops who came to Thailand picked up a wife and carried her back. And so there's a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so this is the basis of the, the Buddhism in the West, real Buddhism. And so those Asian communities came together after they uh, uh, got uh, 
deported, transported, uh, relocated, whatever is the right word for it, into the U.S. Then they went back to Thailand to get the monks to build up the temples, and they knew what they were looking for. And so there's a lot of really good, high-quality Buddhist Asian monks in the West. Yeah, not in my country, and though, they, I don't think so. Not in Belgium that I know of. No. I know there's things in Germany and whatnot. But there's also what we're forming is the own mind sangha. The, the what, excuse me? The own mind sangha. Online, right, yeah. Right, we have an own mind sangha yeah. that is basically Skype-based right now and will remain so until somebody has a better plan. But right now, that seems to work. Right now is good enough. <laughs> okay, well, I get, when, I, when I sent you the first email, I mentioned... Uh, the uh, the uh, URLs that we needed to uh, punch on to get uh, into uh, the US and the UK Sangha. You probably fit into the UK Sangha right well. Uh, yeah, I've seen the links. Uh, I've listened to the um, the calls as well. My, my difficulty is the, um, uh, the time difference uh, because I have young children and so uh, in the morning they need a lot of attention and by the time everything is settled, uh, then uh, it's like past 4 p.m. for you, basically. Because oh, there's okay. a, I'm not sure what time it is for you. For me, it is uh, 7.40 in the morning. Uh, the UK Sangha is 4 o'clock Thailand, 4 p.m., mm. which at UK time is 10, so that would be 11 to 12 for you. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's one might work. What time is it right now for so, you? So, so for me, it's 7.40 a.m. right now. Okay. See, so uh, uh, that's four, three, only about three hours from now is when that call would start. Mm, okay. Okay. So just letting you know. Yeah, I try. I try. That's one of the... Okay, yeah. so that's, that's the whole quality, though, is learning to be around nobles because you won't find nobles on Reddit. In fact, the nobles will no. receive Reddit. No, on Reddit, you just find people arguing about terminology and the meaning of this or that word, and it's endless arguments. Mm -hmm. Reddit and or Buddhist forums. Well, that's because they're not set up and organized around the noble mind. Yeah, no. Okay, so... Coming back to the whole point, though, is, is that um, as you're practicing on your own now, you begin to say, well, why did I do that? Remember that, that question? The answer to that yes. is, okay, let's look into that. Why did you do that? Let's go right down into there. That's what uh, the, the actual investigation is all about. This is what Paticca Samuppada is all about, okay? And in the beginning, the easy part is, is to ask the question and disregard the answer because we're too busy having fun, okay? Right. But there will come some time when we actually do want to understand how the mind works because then we can really begin to control it. Yes. And so we do then begin to ask those kind of why questions. But um, not in the Western kind of way that, in fact, um, we do it in the sense of 
the Four Noble Truths. This is Dukkha. The why then would be where does it come from? And that leaves us then with the opening of Pandora's box, the inspection of the second noble truth. We got to go really into the mind to find out what's there. But before we do so much of that, we need to number one, just recognize what dukkha is. And then number three, the third noble truth is to come out of it and get right into the third. Yes. Position, the third noble truth. And in fact, it's a whole lot easier to do the investigation of the second noble truth from the position of the third noble truth rather than from the position of the dukkha, which would be, oh, poor me, why does this keep happening? Well, that's <laughs> not the right time to Yeah, happen. exactly. But to, to me, basically, um, it's always you wanting something else than what you have right now. Like it took, it took me literally 17 years because I'm now 34. I started Buddhism when I was 17. And it's only when I came across Buddha Dasa in your videos that I finally understood the second noble truth. Before that, it was like just massive confusion to me. I was like, how can I be free of desire? And how can you, and like questions, questions, instead of just like recognizing right now that I'm feeling dissatisfied because I want something else and I can just let go of that desire right now not thinking about the future or anything just right now letting go and being just like ah, right now is good is good enough and then in, in that realization i mean to me at least this is the second noble truth recognizing uh, the origin of this dissatisfaction and the third one letting go and the fourth one is just this this process of just letting go and yeah and if i investigate then it's usually something like that i might be like thinking about the future and oh, what, what am I going to say to this or that person? And then usually if I if I stop and think about it, I realize that it's because I'm not happy with what I'm doing just right now. And I'm like projecting to the future, worrying about the past. And if I, I can just let go basically of this dissatisfaction of not being happy with what is uh, right in front of me right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's what I've. Uh, understand. I, I want I want to make sure that you hear me when I say I congratulate you for your progress. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. And that that's something that is built into the package also. That in the Eightfold and Noble Path, we start with Sati to remember to look at what we're doing and then make the change. Okay. And that looking at what we're doing can go really, really deep. And that's part of the deep investigation. So the main thing, though, is to make that change to come out of that. All right. That Sama Sankapa, though, is the thing that comes afterwards. And that with an understanding of uh, first Anapanasati and, and the process that we go through, um, we could see then that the actually developing of the skills of the feeling of being on top of the world is actually just an attitude that we have to do. We have to learn to congratulate ourselves. Yeah. To stop being the victim, just stop it. And if you stop being a victim, there's only one possibility left, and that is you're not a victim. Isn't that marvelous? Yes.
on top of my own pile of dirt. I like that image. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, and so you are can can in fact get on top of your own pile of dirt just with the change of an attitude. The attitude is you said, I can do this. I can handle this. I've got this wife. And then, in fact, that's the kind of attitude then that we develop when we're in uh, the woods on, on our own in private. And that's the attitude then that we can get up and go out into the world with that attitude of, hey, I can handle whatever the world's going to throw at me today. Yeah. I can do it. Okay, and most of us, we go out with uh, uh, intimidation, with halting, with I don't really want to go, and I don't quite know why. And that has to do with because it's not good enough, right? Rather than that attitude, oh, I don't care what it is, I can do it, I can handle it. And so that Sama Sankapa that gets started when we're in seclusion, then kind of gets polished yeah. as we deal with other people and keep coming out of it in a win-win situation over and over and over again. We have to polish that stone, uh, polish that axe or whatever, and get it, <laughs> get it sharp, okay? That's the whole idea is that we have to, to hone these skills, and the way that we hone these skills is with other nobles. That's how these skills get honed. And the skills themselves almost always come in getting the correct solution to that question of why. Why did I do that? Why yes. did I start to do that? Okay, and that's when we begin to look at um, the feelings of confusion, the feelings of not liking, the feelings of fear, the feelings of longing, all of those kinds of feelings that we need to deal with, we only can deal with them after we learn to control our feelings in general. Okay, in other words, we're going to look at this crap from the bright side of life. Yeah, yeah, I think that is important. Otherwise, you don't even recognize that you are lost in these uh, negative mind states. You have Precisely. to recognize them and then know how to leave them. And then you can realize, oh, my God. Look back over on my shoulder and say, oh, yeah, I know him. Hello, darkness, my old yes, friend. I yes. know what you're about. Okay, so this is, this is the whole teaching then of why we make that effort, that change to throw the unwholesome thoughts out. And substitute them with good, wholesome thoughts, which will also be the gladdening of the mind. And so what we're going to do to gladden the mind is to gladden the mind by giving ourselves injunctions, instructions, and thoughts about how you want to feel rather than how you're inclined to feel yeah. or how you've been in the past feeling that, in fact, we didn't know it at the time, but all of those years, we were merely talking ourselves into feeling bad. Now we're actually going to take the time and effort, real effort, to talk ourselves into feeling good. And we will not be talking ourselves into feeling good if we're criticizing ourselves, right? Talking yeah. ourselves it's, it's very important to recognize that because 
you might be lost in your thoughts and negative thoughts and then you notice it and then right away you start criticizing yourself about it and you have to like notice the criticism and then just let go of that as well and then you can feel good and I, i've tried to really develop like really wholesome mind states thinking like i cannot possibly feel any better than right now i'm like this is like perfect i could stay like this the whole day i'm like as i'm sitting right now like this is yeah this is heaven like why would i need anything else i'm like feeling uh, like amazing and then as soon as like i'm like yeah but i mean i, I could move like like i saw you <laughs> no i'm just good i'm feeling amazing and like it's like going on and on like that and then the the, the more i do it then the longer it lasts and then, but but then eventually I'm, i snap out of it i'm like criticizing again or whatever and then i saw that or something <sighs> from the outside happened yeah also then i mean then yeah. you have to re react yeah there there is a scene in a movie that's quite that remarkable enough that is i mean this is real drama and it's coming from this uh the movie um the life of brian which is the monty python movie they do a lot of really interesting funny drama yeah. and so uh uh brian this whole crowd of people are chasing him because they're you know he lost a shoe and that then he became the the simple little shoe or whatever and while he was running away from them and not where watch where he was going he stumbled into a pit and inside of this pit out in the desert there was a uh, a rishi or a holy man or someone who had taken a vow of silence and when brian fell on him the guy says oh <laughs> and brian picks himself up and says i'm extremely sorry sir and then the guy says i said oh i have been silent for 20 years and you made me say oh and then he starts jumping up and down in anger okay <laughs> <laughs> right so this 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 is something that happens to us often here we are sitting in bliss and all of a sudden brian falls on us yes and we say out or we say oh right and there is when it all gets started up again yes and we forget that we can just go back to the noble silence just and then that's right we can just shut up and never mind start again yes that's the the uh the point that we don't recognize that we keep falling into that pit or getting um uh let's say impressed upon someone falls in on us the whole world caves in or whatever like that and so now we think we have to dig our way out of something rather than just enjoying the show yeah and yeah, so this is this is part of the training this is how this is why we have to do this several stages the three stages of on the way to we have to actually practice this seclusion and then practice being out in the world while things are falling on us left right and center so that we can then learn to sit there the way that you're talking about yeah. at the end and says never mind i'm just enjoying the show yeah the whole world's just caving in i can write that too okay that's uh a training 
that's a skill that has to be developed. Yeah, like, but it's it's so easy to fall back. Like you know, I, I might be uh, developing these uh, positive thoughts, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so good, and then like it pops up in my mind. Yeah, but what if something happened to your children? Would you would you still be able? And I'm like, wait a second, uh -huh. my children are just fine. I like I don't uh -huh. have to have these thoughts. I mean. They're like they're downstairs eating breakfast and chilling out, and there's no there's no need for me to worry. And like, but if you don't recognize it, then you start doubting. Like, yeah, my yeah. God, could I practice? But like, whoa, there's nothing wrong uh -huh. with them. They are just fine. Like, yeah. take a deep breath. Forget about that thought. Like, this this is like a dukkha right there. It just like popped in your mind, That's and you can it. recognize it. Let it go. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then it's it's also easy to not like to to forget. But then as soon as you well, remember, you just do it. That, Never mind. But the, the remembering is a skill to be developed. That really an important part of that has to do with that if we remember and remember and practice remembering, we will remember more often, just like if you practice music. And so the way that we can actually practice that is by practicing with our breathing to control the breathing and mindfully make sure that this is a long, easy breath. And mindfully yes. breathe a long, easy out breath. And that's the training of sati. It's right there in the sutras yes. that we train the sati with the long and the short breathing. We have to be mindful with each. And on a breath cycle, on an in and an out, that's two points of time for sati. Remember to breathe yes. in long, then we've got a long time to think about all the troubles in the world, <laughs> or not. And then we have to remember to breathe out long and let go of all of those troubles that we just dropped up yes. in, the, in the breath. Okay, so... Uh, This is the practice that helps develop the sati so that it will be there for us when the world caves in on us or we'll have a great big thought about, well, if I'm happy, my children will have a terrible life or something ridiculous like that. You know? <laughs> More than likely, if, you're if they have a really happy dad, they're going to have a much likelier to have a happy life. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're much better off uh, ever since I came across the good Dhamma. Because I don't get angry anymore. I, I catch it. I ca and I'm like, <laughs> just laughing at myself for like being, getting angry for nothing. And just like smiling and then being like, okay, chill out. I can deal with this situation. I, I don't need to get upset over this. Whereas in oh, the wow. past, not, not very often, but I would snap and start shouting for, for like nothing. Precisely so. Yes. So there is the life of Brian's skit right played out. Okay, yes. your children fall right on you and <laughs> you get grumpy. Yeah, and then I recognize it. And and you're like, ah. Excellent, excellent. That's really great. I'm glad to hear you. Yeah. I will and just la like, especially laughing at myself. Like, that's also the skill I've tried to develop is like catching myself being ridiculous and getting angry over nothing and then just laughing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I saw you. I don't need that. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I don't need to, to get angry. My children don't need me to get angry. I'll deal with this, like, while smiling. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this has been a really, really good little conversation that we've had. Yes, Where thank I think you. We should go from, from here.
is that you should watch videos that you can actually find that have the word PS or Petitia Samupada or something like that and review some of those. Yes. Uh, others that are like on the five aggregates, but this is an important quality that once we get the mind fit to work, this is the work to do. It's yeah. to figure out how the mind works. And so I would uh, uh, then uh, for us, you could call every week if you want to. Once a week, twice a week, that's okay. And we can deal with it uh, on a one by one. Okay, all right. And I'll try that. Like on, on the Sunday morning is probably the, the best time for me. Because um, the rest okay. of the week, I'm, I'm, I start work quite early in the morning. And then by the time I'm back home, it's like nighttime for you. So, yes, but on the Sunday morning, I should, I should be able to, yes. <laughs> thank right. you very much. That's good. Yes, I will see you soon. Yes, thank you, Damara. So have a good day or <laughs> afternoon, you rather. Too. Yes, bye-bye. Yeah, everything is fine. Everything yes, it is. is. <laughs> I wish you a very happy moment right now. Yes. <laughs> I count on me. All right, goodbye. Cheers. <laughs> okay.